welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Welcome everyone this morning, all those uh, online. And um, it was great uh, last week online, we, we had a lady make a decision um, online. That's good, isn't it? So if you're listening here today at the end of this message, you'll be able to respond and take the opportunity that God gives for that beautiful exchange. Amen? So wonderful. Um, great to have you here today. It's good. Nine degrees this morning. Aren't you sick of that? Who's sick of that? We're over it. All the Queenslanders said amen. All the Victorians are like, what? This is fantastic. Not fantastic for us, but it's been a wonderful season, and hasn't God has been doing some amazing things in our church and um, through the lives, seeing people's lives changed and and transformed, and having a hope and a future. And uh, it's interesting, you know, we've been looking at Ezekiel 47, and the main theme of that passage of scripture to me is the river of life, the flow of life, that river that brings the flow of life um, from the temple. Hear this this morning. From the temple out into the streets, that flow of life brings transformation wherever it goes. So powerful. What a wonderful, wonderful thing that is. You know, in Ezekiel 47, um, in verse 8, it says this, Yeah, I've lost mine. You got yours? Oh, here it is. Yeah, okay. He said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah where it enters the Dead Sea. And when it empties into the sea, the salty water there becomes fresh. Now, we know that, um, you know, if you watch any documentaries, that the Dead Sea is absolutely lifeless, isn't it? I mean, you know, even Adden, uh, what's, what's his name, David Addenborough couldn't do a, a show there. You know, it'd be like, you know, on your way, people, nothing to see here. Literally nothing, it's dead. There's nothing, there's no life whatsoever in the Dead Sea. Um, but in the vision, in the vision that God gave Ezekiel, The key to the God plan for humanity was this living water. This living water. If you look at verse 9 there, it goes on to say, Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because the water flows there and makes the salty water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Everything will live. I mean, how good is it to live on the Gold Coast? Who's excited about living on the Gold Coast? It's a great place to be, isn't it? You know, we're sort of beside the, you know, the ocean and um, pretty cool. And there's something therapeutic about, you know, living by the water, isn't there? Something therapeutic about it. And I know when I have one of my really bad days, one of my really bad days, I, I will disappear down to the spit. And uh, I will sit there for a while um, and just watch the ocean. You know, sometimes it'll, sometimes it'll be burly heads. 
Um, sometimes Phil and Getter. Sometimes the Rambar. Sometimes, you know, I have a real lot of bad days. It's, it's kind of what you're thinking. But it doesn't matter what happens. Whenever I get there, it's like I can just, the ocean is so alive, isn't it? So alive, so continuous. It just keeps coming and coming. And, and I love that. I think because maybe our bodies are made up of a, a large portion of water that we have this connection in the natural. But the living water that God is talking about here that he's showing Ezekiel, right, is a metaphor of living a life in the Spirit of God, that flow of the Spirit of God that connects with our spirit, brings life. And I don't know about you, you may not have picked up on this or not, but I'm not a very religious person. I'm not a very religious. I'm not into the ritual and the ceremony. Now, some people are, and that's wonderful, but I'm not. It's, it's got to have this, this river of life. It's got to have this spark, you know, of the Holy Spirit for me to, to be interested. I, can't, I just can't do the ritual thing. I've got to have this flow. I've got to feel it. I've got to experience it. I've got to be able to, to touch it for that life to flow, that life to flow. Otherwise, I'm just bored with it. It doesn't interest me. And I want to take you to the book of John today and look at three references to the same living water that God was explaining to Ezekiel. Turn over to the book of John, chapter 4. John, chapter 4, verse 14. Is that 14 or 10? Talk to me. <clears throat> Fourteen, is it? Yeah, but let's let's go thirteen. We'll be generous. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. First thing we've got to understand that this, this is a gift. This, this is a gift. If you understand the setting of the day and, and if you have a look at that in, in, in you know, in verse, um, in verse 10, Jesus said to this, this woman, he said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And in the day, you understand the culture was, there was no plumbing to the houses, right? You couldn't turn on a tap and, you know, you'd have water. No, you had to go down to the nearest well. You had to drag up a, a, a goat skin bucket full of water pour it into a clay jar and then carry it home. That, that was your water for the day. And um, I love what Jesus said at the beginning because he said if you knew, if you knew the gift of God, if you knew the gift of God, this, the, the God was giving this gift, this flow of life to humanity. 
If you knew that, if you see that, if you understand that, if you receive that, then this well of living water will continually be bubbling up and flowing out from your life. In verse uh, 13 to 14, again, it says, everyone who drinks this water uh, will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst, welling up to eternal life. And in the natural, we know that we can't survive without water. I mean, a matter of time, you'll dehydrate, you know, you'll, you'll eventually die. That's just, you can't live without water. And it's the same in the spiritual, you know, for the God plan for your life to flourish, for the God plan for your life to get better and better and better. You have to have this continual flow of his spirit pouring into your life, but not stopping there, flowing out of your life. This well that continues to spring up, it has to go somewhere. And if we don't have that flow, that continual flow, spiritually, we will die. We will die. It just, it's the way it is. But here we have a woman, Samaritan. And you know the history of that. The Jews, you know, didn't associate with them. They didn't like them. And, but she was given this opportunity to receive, to receive this, this God plan for her life as a gift. It was a gift. She didn't deserve it. She wasn't one of the, the people. She wasn't nominated. She, she was just a random, but she was given an opportunity to receive this gift. And I love the way Jesus chose the outcast, don't you? I love the way he chose, you know, the lowly and, and those who were rejected by everyone else. He would give them an opportunity opportunity to say yes to the God plan for their life and allow that flow, to experience that flow, to, to not only bring life to them, but they will be able to pour it out into all of the people. She went back to that town, if you read the story, she went back to that town and she brought the whole town out to drink this very same water, this water of life. The whole town got saved because of this one woman who received the free gift of God for a life, a brand new start. I love it. See, it took me a long time to accept this. Me personally, it took, it took a long time to accept this, this free gift because it, it, in the world that I grew up in, this went totally against the world system that I understood. See, there's no grace in that world. There was no forgiveness in that world. There was, in that world system, you know, it, you were never allowed to forget your mistakes. You were penalised for the rest of your life. I think Dionne Warwick said it best when she sang, you know, there was always something there to remind me. Always that guilt, always that, that regret, always that thing hanging over your life because of. See, that's the system I came from. But then when God gives an opportunity to, to have the God plan flourishing in your life, it's a brand new start. It's a brand new start. There's this, there's this river that flows. This, this life begins to flow out of you because you can actually experience life yourself. 
It's wonderful. Got to drink this living water of his spirit. It's vital to life. Vital to life to the full. Look at John chapter 7. John chapter 7. Verse 38. John 7, 38. It says here, Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. The gift of God speaks to the true believers. Again, we see the reference of rivers of living water as a sign of a, a true believer. Jesus gave this invitation uh, to all in verse 37. He said, let anyone who th- is thirsty come to me and drink. In verse 39, it says, by this he meant the Spirit. So the Spirit of God was given to all of those who were thirsty. All of those who were thirsty. All of those who desired more. All of those that were open to receive You don't have to force thirsty people to drink. If they're thirsty, you know, they, they will receive it openly. And the evidence of, of being a true believer is that this water will flow from within them. There'll be a flow of water from within them. And this is why the church is so important in this hour. It's why the church, it's why every believer needs to understand your position and your responsibility in the body of Christ right now to be that flow of life into the community around us. The world we live in is spiralling downwards at an alarming rate. An alarming rate. And it doesn't need another religion. Amen? It doesn't need another religion. It needs the Holy Spirit to connect with lives. It needs, it needs people who are dry and barren to have that water of life flowing and pouring into their situation, their circumstance, and bringing life and life to the full. You know, I said last week that people need to know that there's hope, Amen. People need to know there's hope. At the moment, it seems hopeless out there, that there is healing and that there's restoration, that their best life is ahead of them. And that's the message that that we must be able to bring to all of them. You and I be able to bring that message to let that life flow from within, that, that river to flow Ezekiel 47.8 says that when it empties into the sea, the salty water becomes fresh. I guarantee across this room, that would be a testimony of almost everyone across this room. That you can, you can testify that the, the Spirit of God had came into your situation as barren, as salty, as whatever it was, and, and was able to make it fresh and to bring life. That the old life is gone, the new life has begun. It's not life in perfection, amen? 
It's a journey. You say, yes, the journey begins and that salt water slowly gets transformed into something of fresh life. And it's incredibly powerful. It's a gospel message. Seriously, my, you know, I think back on, on my life before I knew Jesus Christ. And that transformation that's happened over decades now, probably 43 years now. And, and you know, I don't even, it's like a movie of someone else's life. I, I don't even understand that guy anymore. I don't recognise that guy anymore. And it's not to say we reach a place of perfection or, or it's, it's not that at all. It's a journey. But you know what? This, this salty water can become really fresh. And it's good. And I want that for everybody. I want that for everyone. That new life has begun. And God has done so much good in me. He's done so much good for me. And I just want that to flow into my world. I want that to flow into my world. I've got something good to give because he gave me something good. Amen? If we dam it up, if we dam up this flow, then it won't be long before it goes back to the swamp and the marsh. It won't be long before it goes back to salty water again. You know, you can experience that. The third point today, it's a gift of God and the, the true believers understand the flow. But John 19, 34, this is the reason. It's to save the world. This is the reason to save the world. Why does a river flow from the temple out into the world? It's to bring life and life to the full, to save the world. John 19, let's turn over there. John 19, verse um, 33 and 34. It says, but when they came to Jesus, they found that he was already dead. They did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing sudden flow of blood and water. Sudden flow of blood and water. You see, the next day was a special Sabbath. And so everybody wanted to get home and prepare, and it's like we got these three people on a cross, and uh, it's like, you know, can we, can we speed this up a bit? And the deal was in the day that if you wanted to, you know, knock off early, you'd break the legs of those being crucified. And the reason they broke the legs was because at crucifixion, when you're hanging on a cross like that, you had to push up on your legs to actually fill your lungs. But if they broke the legs, then it was, they weren't able to push and so they'd suffocate and they'd die pretty quick. But when they got to Jesus, they realised, well, no, he's already gone. But to make sure, just so he's not faking it, we'll will ram a spear into his side and, and out of that flowed blood and water was a fountain of blood and water. And the, 
the, the flow of blood and water, the two substances came out of the Lord's side. The blood was for redemption to deal with our sins. In Hebrews 9.22, it says, In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So we understand why that took place, and the water for, for, uh, is for imparting life. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 4 says, And then all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the same spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. And you know, I almost every time I think of it in communion, I have this picture in my mind, picture of a crucifixion, picture of, you know, Jesus on the cross, and I see that, I see that flow of blood and water come from the side of Christ. And I see it run down the, the cross and then it touches the earth. It touches the earth. It soaks into the earth. And redemption and life was given to mankind. So how do you know that? Well, because Adam was, was, was made out of the dust of the earth and God breathed life into Adam. And when that blood and that water from the body of Christ touched that earth, it brought forgiveness and life to the full. That sacrifice brought forgiveness and life to the full. I see it. I see it. The moment redemption and life is complete, I titled this message, If You Love Them, Invite Them. Because, you know, it's, it's important in this hour that every believer continues the flow of life into the world. It's touched the earth. It's redeemed mankind. There is forgiveness for all. Why don't you, can you do that with me today? Can you just close your eyes? And can you picture that crucifixion site? We've all seen it on, in some measure, some way, whatever. But if we can just picture that. And a pierced side and a flow of blood and water that comes down. If you're home um, online this morning, you know, just close your eyes and just picture this. I want you to catch the revelation of this. And that blood and water flows down down that, that old timber cross and it and at that moment, at that point that it that it hits that hits the earth. Mankind is redeemed and given an opportunity for a brand new start. For a brand new start. And you know, oh Friday night I was in prayer and I, I was reminded of a time in my life. I was 17 and I was dating a girl and, and you know, we, there was a, a prospect that she may be pregnant, 17 years old. 
and uh, we were we were just you know a couple of kids really what do you know at 17 but we'd made the decision with the help of my mate's mum that that if she was pregnant we were going to get rid of that baby we were going to get rid of it we were too young we had a whole life ahead of you they told us all of that and and I remember we made that decision. We made a decision that, yep, that's what we're going to do. Fortunately, that, that wasn't the case. She wasn't pregnant, but that decision has always haunted me. As many other decisions I made before I knew Christ, I look back and I'm like, what? I wasn't any different from anyone else. I wasn't worse than anyone else. There were, it was a thing of the day, but I often think about this opportunity that Christ gave me where that, where that blood and that water flowed down the cross and it freed me from every decision I made, every decision. Every, every decision I made that was not God's plan for my life. I was forgiven. I was forgiven. There was, a, there was a bunch of people I hurt when I was an alcoholic. Still weighs on me until I see that picture of the cross, until I see the flow of blood and water, that fountain out of Christ that touches the earth that soaks into the earth and brings forgiveness and life to the full. I can't wind the clock back, but I can walk with my head held high today. Not because of anything I did, but because of what I received from my Heavenly Father. The sacrifice was paid, it was, it was done. And what often breaks my heart is that there are people that carry stuff that they don't have to carry. Regrets, disappointment, bad choices, bad decisions, whatever they are, whatever haunts you in the quiet times. Can I tell you today, the blood has hit that earth and you are forgiven if you receive Him. If you say yes to the God plan for your life, you are forgiven and you are free. And there is life to the full that awaits. I want that for everybody tonight, today. I, I want not only, not only the believers, Not only the, the believers, but for those who don't yet know Christ as their Saviour. For the believers, it's a reminder of what has been purchased for me and how I can rise up and be all I need to be. That that flow of life is, if I let it go out, if I let it flow through me, I can make a difference everywhere I go. And for those who are yet to say yes for the very first time, you have to say yes. This is your opportunity. This is your opportunity. You can look at me now if you...
to let your eyes close, but this is your opportunity. When that blood and that water hit that earth, it brought eternity into play. Before the sacrifice of Christ, eternity was not an option for you and me. It is today. It is today. And I want every person in this room to know, to know. The only way to make sure, the only way to be sure is to make sure. I want you to know that, yes, I am forgiven. And you don't know that unless you know Him. And the only way you can know Him is say, yes, I'm, I'm you know, I want that. Lord, give that to me. Give, give that to me. Let's clean the state slate. Let, let's have a brand new start. A brand new start. It's the same for you online at home. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. You don't have to carry that mistake. You don't have to carry that. You don't. Jesus paid the price. You can be free today. You may never forget it, but you won't be bound by it. You're free. You're free. But you need to say yes. Not to church, not to me, not to a religion, nothing like that, but to Him, to Jesus Christ. And say, Lord, forgive me. I receive that sacrifice that you made. You say yes to that. And I promise you with everything that this Word declares, everything this Word declares, you will be forgiven. I don't care what people remember. I don't care what people think. I don't care what, what you know, people understand about your life. It's irrelevant to the Gospel. You're free. You're forgiven. And that burden is lifted. Are you here today? You know who you are. This is, you know who you are. God is touching your heart right now. And it's your opportunity to say, yep, that's me. If you, if you will do that, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you today. We'll start today. It'll be a brand new start today. We'll wipe the slate. The price has been paid. You just got to pick it up and say, yep, that's me. Where are you? Come on, right now. Just lift your hand up so I can see who it is. Say, yep, that's me. Pray for me, Pastor. Where are you? Come on, thank you. Someone, somebody else. Somebody else, quickly. Don't, don't hit, you're feeling it right now. You know. You know, you can't feel yourself over there, two over there. Thank you. Somebody else, quickly. Right? Is there some men here? I just feel at this moment that there's some men that are, that are struggling with this right now, you know. It's not weak to receive forgiveness. Takes incredible courage to stand up and say, I'm free. I'm free. Where are you? Come on. Raise your hand. Let me see it. Is there more? Over there. Thank you, sir. Come on, there's more. I know that I can feel it. I do this a lot. I know when. Thank you, Dal. Thank you. I'm over there. Come on. How many more are there? There's a few, I know. I can. What about over, over in this area here? Is it you? Or are you just straight up, straight down? Let me see it. Brand new start. I'll pray for you today. You walk out of here different. You walk out of here with a hope and a future. 
a plan, a God plan for your life to live life to the full, to live life to the full. Where are you? Come on, is there more up there? Thank you. I think, honestly, I think there's two more. Thank you, sir. One more, where are you? The last one. Up there, thank you. Thank you. I could be wrong, was there any more? Now's the chance. Now's the chance, quickly. How many have we had there? Eight or something? Ten. So you won't be alone. You won't be alone. I pray for you, you won't be alone. You ready? Last time, quickly, 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 please. Don't miss this. Yeah, I see that, Bob. Okay, why don't we stand to our feet? Can I invite those who raise their hand, please, to just come and I'll, I'll pray with you this morning. Would you be bold enough to do that? We're celebrating you right now. Why don't you leave your seat? Come on down. Come on down. Come on, Mum. Yep. It's okay. Do you want to bring Mum? Want to bring somebody with you? Come on, bring it down. Bring someone with you if you don't want to come alone. Bring someone with you. Come down as a family if you want to. Would you like to come? Would you like to come? I'll pray for you. Thank you. Come on. Line up this just along the front here if you would. We're going to pray together. Look, if there's anyone that, you know, years ago you said yes, but life had a different turn and you want to say yes again. Don't miss this. It's not about yesterday, it's about tomorrow. It's not about yesterday. We can't change yesterday. We can change tomorrow. So if you want to rededicate your life, you want to recommit your life to God, come out quickly, we'll pray together. Just leave your seat, come out. It's never hopeless. It is never hopeless. When Jesus is Lord. Amen. Come on, we're going to pray. I'll get you guys, if you can repeat this prayer after me, only a, only a simple little prayer. Repeat this after me. The whole church will say it at the same time. And then we'll just give us five minutes. We'll get you a Bible, get you, you know, something that you need. And, and then you'll be back in the service. We won't hold you long. But let's all pray this together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the sacrifice. And we accept Him today as Lord and Saviour. Help us, enable us to move forward in Your plan for our life, that we will have life and life to the full. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand right now. Hey, great decision, guys. Can I get you to go with Kimberly there? Just five minutes, we'll get you a Bible, we'll get you literature, whatever you need. Come on, give me a round of applause, hey? Let's pray, church.
Father, we thank you for this hour we're in. We thank you for every single life that will be transformed by the price you paid. That none of us in this whole room deserve it. But we were given an opportunity and we took it. Father, thank you for that. Amen. Take your seats. Amen. Take your seats. And uh, just as I close, um, I titled this message, If You Love Them, Invite Them. And I've been preaching it for weeks now that, you know, in this season, in this hour, the world needs the church to be the church. I'm not asking you to go door to door, nothing like that, but I'm asking you to let that flow. Let that life flow through you every day, everywhere you go. Otherwise, it will stagnate and become a swamp. And in years to come, you'll be sitting in one of those seats going, why am I even here? Why am I even here? And I don't want that for you. Keep the flow going. Keep the flow going. Keep the life flowing from within out. Amen. I gave everyone uh, that wanted one last week, we, we printed a thousand invitation cards. They went on Sunday uh, here in, in Gilston. Um, we've ordered more, but they never arrived in time. But we will have them on the seats over the next, you know, next season for you just to take an invite card and invite people to come. I left church last Sunday. I went to Pimpama City. Um, I had to do all the shopping and everything else. But that's my role. Um, and uh, I ran to a lady that was, she said, I've just come from giving out the cards. And, and there was a, there was a, a sign of life in our conversation. It's a sign of life in our conversation. If you see a person on the side of the road and they're not moving, it's probably no life. If you see a believer that that doesn't have this flow of life connecting with people. There's no sign of life. Amen. So we'll have those on the seats next week. Thank you for all those that handed them out. And, um, you know, let's be praying over those and believing uh, for miracles. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.